Hello, and welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo, and I am the founder and the director of the Four Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories, and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local, and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. I am joined today by no other than Sarah and Selma from the Friendly Fridge. So the Friendly Fridge BX, Friendly Fridge Foundation. Uh, Friendly Fridge BX okay. on Instagram and Friendly Fridge Foundation, right? Uh, on, on, on website, yes. So 40% of food in the United States goes uneaten. When we waste that food, we also waste all of the water, energy, agricultural chemicals, labor, and other resources that go into growing, storing, and transporting it. Uneaten food equates to Americans throwing out as much as 218 billion dollars each year, most of which ends up rotting in landfills where it emits harmful greenhouse gases. This is particularly poignant at a time when 42 million Americans are food insecure. If we reduced our food waste by just 30%, it would equate to enough food to provide the local diet for 49 million Americans. The Friendly Fridge BX is the first community fridge in the Bronx. Since its inception on May 21st, 2020, the fridge now moves an average five to 7,000 pounds of food per week directly into the hands of the community. Over the past three years since our inception, you have learned a tremendous deal about food waste, its impact on the environment around us, and the power it holds to alleviate hunger for so many. Run entirely by a team of volunteers, the Friendly Fridge BX is all about community-based solutions. Your hyper-focused mission this year is developing and strengthening partnerships within the community to redirect good food from the landfills and instead sharing this food with anyone who may need a little extra help. You currently partner with over 25 schools, pantries, community centers, restaurants, catering companies, farms, CSAs, and other organizations to redirect extra foods directly into the community. Your mission is to normalize reducing environmental waste and harm while also reducing the stress of many. So welcome and good morning, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. What an intro, my goodness. I know. So I'd like us to listen to that. Everyone knows the friendly fridge right I think like 95% of us love it 5% of people who boo 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 don't like it right whatever Um, but this is for the 95.5% that do like it so we thank you for coming it's really a pleasure I've wanted to have you on here since I started this podcast so this is really exciting what made you start this fridge you started in 2020 right pandemic yes yes. what was you know many people were staying home taking shelter scared not Sarah and Selma they put a fridge on the sidewalk and feed the community so what got you started I think I it was definitely not intended to become this what it has become but on that day was Michael's anniversary Sarah uh, saw an Instagram post of the Harlem Community Fridge and uh, knew Sade, who ran the Harlem Community Fridge. And um, she said, someone just check this out. We were just, it's, it was the anniversary. It's never a good day. Who is Michael? Uh, just Mike, for people. Michael is my oldest son who passed away on um, in 2023. And he was a passionate food advocate. He was born and raised in the Bronx and he always believed fresh, healthy food should be accessible to everyone in the Bronx and everywhere. And he knew about food waste at a very young age. Even even as a teenager would talk about that. So um, when Sarah found the Instagram post, she um, knows everything about Mike. She thought that would be an amazing idea. She said, let's do this. And I was like, yep, this is, this is great. And that's how it began. So you didn't you didn't know how it was going to start or what you were going to do, but you knew that you had to do it. And the fact that you got this idea on Michael's anniversary, yes, this was all meant to be. It fate. was meant to be. Yeah. So we saw the post and we looked at it, and her immediate reaction was, "Oh my God, Mike would love that." So um, we talked about it for I think a total of twenty minutes, and went on Craigslist immediately and pushed it to refrigerator on Craigslist. On Craigslist. On, a site unknown. So the very next and day... And the pandemic. It was the pandemic, too, so... Yeah. And so we... Uh, I reached out to Sade, who ran the Carlin Community Fridge, uh-huh. and asked her, can we come down and talk with you? And she responded immediately and said, yes, it's, wor- it's working really well. We would love to talk about it. So we got on the train uh, two days later after we pushed it to the refrigerator, 
talk to her about it. And it was just simple after just putting a refrigerator on the sidewalk and saying, you know, put food in when you have some and other people would use it. Right. Did you see the picture of the very first fridge on the Instagram? No, I didn't. Oh my God, you got to look at it now. When we look back, it's this little silver fridge with a handwritten note saying free food. Aww. And it's it's almost like when we look back, it's it's crazy. But it's part of the story. It, so is, it, it, it really is. And all the um, storefront places that we went and asked permission, people who said, this is a crazy idea, someone's going to steal the fridge, we want to help you, but it doesn't seem like a normal thing to do. Uh, and then last stop was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I love, they're great. Yeah. They're great at the last time. Yeah, so, so. Did any of the business say, oh, it's going to take away from my business? Uh, actually, no one said that. They implied that. But three years later, we have the biggest allies on that block. We have some incredible support where they've been ha- fashioning meals for us, for the community at a reduced rate. We have some real allies and some not so real, but so good. <laughs> Let me clarify, though. Those, uh, those reduced meals, we're asking them to use extra food that they otherwise may need to throw out. Yeah. So we're repurposing that food and pushing, purchasing it at cost. Right, right. So when you started, you didn't know how much food was going to be donated. You didn't know what was going to no. happen. What was your first donation? It was Diana Cecil from, oh yeah, she, she, she won't care. She donated, um, <laughs> she was from the Van Colen Track Club. She heard the idea and she thought it was one of our crazy thoughts. And she said, you think that's a good idea? Just putting a fridge, plugging it on the sidewalk in the Bronx. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it. It's, it's, it's going to work because this is a community. And she says, can I meet you tomorrow near 231st? All masked up. And she gives me a check for hundred dollars, and she says, "Please buy something for your community for the community fridge." Oh. So, and wow. that's and and as Shade said, you will be surprised at the people who show up, and it's been three years of surprises and and real amazing community building. You know? So I'm just curious now, what did you get with that first hundred dollars? We went to the Big Apple. That was the cheapest grocery on Broadway, right? And we just packed it in like we had all these big bags of food and they looked at us like what is this <laughs> and, and it's really a discounted we did that for months right that's on 231st by molly cohen right that yes, place yeah yes. yeah and uh it was this uh you know, they would look at us and say things like oh, what's happening and every we would do it every day right every single day we would take the number nine bus and pack these bags and bring it and and then we we uh, graduated to a little shopping a little cart yeah. <laughs> so the two of you were doing this for a, for a while, right? Yes. And it was just the two of you. Yes. In the beginning, it was just the two of us. Now, you have an amazing, when I tell you amazing, I've never seen anything like it. These people are all volunteers. They do not get paid. No. And they're so committed and so dedicated. I've never, ever, ever seen anything like this. How did this happen? Who was the first one? Because you know I have a crush on one of your volunteers. Oh, we know I'm that. just going to lay it on the table. That. Mr. Pinedo, I love you so much. But there is another man in my life, and his name is Clemens. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves Clemens. We still don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. But everyone loves Clemens. We, we want to try and go to Antigua and, and live there. Uh-huh. Because this is... He's from Antigua. He's from Antigua. You'll never believe how old he is. We are moving together 50, 60, 70 pounds of potatoes. I'm struggling. He just throws it and carries it. He is an amazing man. But all our volunteers. Oh. Friendly Fridge is not Selma and Sarah. It is this team of volunteers that just astounds us every day. Right. We have from all walks of life, all types of people, and committed to this, knowing that one day we'll get funding and we'll get salaries or stipends. You will get funding. But they, I mean, will, they are there every, every day, which is amazing. Yeah, one thing I do want to add, it, it really, the magic really is in the volunteer. Yes. It really is. It's in such an eclectic group of people that we meet because we care about that. Yeah. Right. So. It's like you guys don't even have to be at it. We've had events you weren't even there. No, it's They are so like... Fridge in charge of this like you know like always you gotta worry like they're gonna close it up not these volunteers these are like I I think we're all part of it now right now we've moved to a point where if a group comes and wants to do a a pop up and we are not available if we are in alignment with the work open up and set it up you know right because that's what it's meant to be right so but when you think about Larry and Kevin and uh, Jerome, everyone just coming forward and giving margarita. And margarita, oh my God, margarita, everyone. It's always the little ones that are like spicy, like Selma, margarita. Let me tell you something. Sarah and I are pretty tall, and we're like big, like um, you know, whatever. Big, just like whatever. These little ones are very spicy. 
I would not want to mess with Selma Raven, guys. I'll tell I, you I, right I've now. Been called, I've been called other names and spicy, but that's <laughs> But you have to be because you're working with the public. You're on the street. Yes. You never know who's coming. And yeah. so how does this food get redirected every week? Like, what's the what's the life in a week of the Friendly French? You want to do that one? Then? No, that, that's actually a great question. So our, our largest steadfast um, challenge is the last mile. Uh, the last logistics. mile. Getting it from point A to point B, B being the refrigerator. So that's where our volunteer drivers come in. That's where people who want to donate, if we can get them to take that last mile, pack it up and bring it to the refrigerator, drop it off, um, that, that is literally what we struggle with every day. That's the biggest struggle, you'd yes. say? Yes, and it's, yes. Not, it's not so much that people don't want to do it. It's a strange thing. How do you do it? Well, you do, you do it the same way that you would in your own kitchen. You're going to take your extras and put them in boxes and put them in the refrigerators. So you can eat them later that week. Same thing with this refrigerator. So we just need you to get in the car and drive it to the other refrigerator. Right. So what you would need is you really need at this point in time more volunteers who have like spacious Correct. SUVs or um, pickup trucks to transport the food for the last mile. Correct. Correct. And so, as Thelma mentioned earlier, and actually you mentioned it, uh-huh. we have uh, so many schools, organizations, um, pantries that donate, or they redirect their extra food. So if we can get some more volunteer drivers to show up and pick those things up and drive them to the refrigerator. Our best volunteers are retired folk. They're amazing. Same. They're yeah. amazing. Same. Yeah. 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 And we pay gas back. We pay tolls You pay back, the gas back, tolls, tolls yeah, everything. That's donations go. Um, yeah. Okay. So I think, and also, one of the big pieces now, Sarah's going to create this package that's in one of our dreams, Uh where we have this package of we buy these containers, we buy the gloves, we get these disposable spoons and say, oh, you have a bar mitzvah, you have a communion party, here, here's this package. Make it one step easier for people. Friendly fridge on the go. Friendly fridge on the go. And and you would be amazed at how much, even today, someone is giving us a two-year-old catered event I told her how to do it, and people are committed to this, not wasting food, if we create the space. I know, I go, I go to galas and all these events, and the, you do it right. the number one thing I see, I'm like, oh my God, I could be like on the other side of the Bronx, I'm like, a friendly fridge, all this, because so much food goes to waste, and we don't realize this. Yes, oh, it's unbelievable. Now that, once, like Sarah always <coughs> says, once you seed, you can't unseed. Sometimes we behave badly, though, because sometimes even my own, like we drum in a drum line, we had at, at an event, and someone will say, oh my God, Selma, you got to ask them for the food. I'm like, um, <laughs> I have my uniform on. Maybe I won't, but I do. Because you don't want to see it wasted. You can't be embarrassed. No. Like you have to, everyone I think has to be a community advocate. Yes. You know, you can't be at one place every time. Sarah can't be. So I think as a community, if you see food, even if it's like, Three pizza pies at a birthday party. Absolutely. You know, contact the Friendly Fridge. They have a network of volunteers. And let's work together to get that pe- those pizza pies yes. from Fieldston Road over to the Friendly Fridge or whatever. I think that's the most important part of this. Yes. You can be a community advocate. Yeah, we have two pizza parlors here who do it every day. Every single day, uh-huh. they give us the extra pizza. Who's that? Let's shout them out. Uh, yeah, Mary Ann's Pizza, the oh, first okay. one, who called and said, I'm opening this place. Do you, and hey, Mary Ann. She is unbelievable. And um, and Adeo's Pizza with Larry. Oh, Larry, forget about I, it. He's the best. I love, they're both, Larry from Adeo's. And what they do is they make it easier for us. Uh, Mary Ann wraps it in saran wrap, which is an extra step. Uh, some pizza parlors, we'll pick it up and we'll do the bagging if you want. We'll give you the saran wrap. But you'll be surprised at how people depend on that pizza. I bring it at 1 o'clock and there are people waiting for the pizza. And it's not they're waiting because they wanted an extra delicious slice. That's their meal for the That's day. That's their meal. Yeah. Which brings me into my next question. Because I think, you know, <clears throat> with the line of work that we do as nonprofits, and I get this too. I, I know you guys get this. You could have 100 people that come for the food, right? And you could have legitimately like 88 people who need the food. But then you have another 12 people who are just taking advantage or people from other people's perspective don't quote unquote need the food because they're wearing a suit, they're going to work, things like that. So what would your words be to people who say, oh, the fridge is not, you know, it's not worth it. It's just people taking advantage. Um. We, that's, a, that's something we struggle with for three years, but unlike most nonprofits, we are, there is no <clears throat> distinction between carpet and sidewalk. Every one of us do the 
administrative part and the street part. We are there all the time. In three years, I've been guilty of that same sentiment. We still struggle with it once in a while saying, hmm, she just drove up in a Lexus. Does she need it? But we have learned you don't know exactly story. You don't. And you don't. right now, and, and a young person brought this up to me a year ago, my daughter Jeannie. She says, you need to have a conversation, not ask, why is she taking so much? Ask yourself, how can we get more? That's and, really, and really good. And it was good. crazy because we started asking people. And the question is, ma'am, I'm noticing you're taking everything. Can I help you get other sources? Can I connect you with 311? Can I connect you? Do you have a large family? You will hear stories of someone putting themselves together because their husband passed or their husband is now disabled and they have three kids. You, you will hear so many stories. I am not saying that there's a percentage that takes it just because it's there. That's not the focus, and that's not the majority, I think. Exactly. In fact, I know now, talking to other organizations. I agree. I mean, it's important to talk about this, because this <laughs> yeah. is, you know, this is what people tell me all the time. How oh, do you know oh. people need these shoes? Yeah. Yes, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, because the, another thing that we're trying very hard with the refrigerator work that we're doing now is to redirect the conversation from need to not wasting. Because right. in everyone's life, we have... A fam- we have a grandmother or an elderly person, a person that said, you're not going to waste that food. And you feel guilty about wasting the food or you think about the planet. But if we think about need, it's a very subjective conversation. We all have a different view of who needs what. Yeah. But right. we all, all of us know waste. You don't Absolutely. waste Absolutely. And we all waste. We're all guilty oh, of waste. Yeah. We're wasting so much less now, I find. Because we are more conscious in our own personal lives, I feel. But we recently had an incident, maybe over a year actually, not recently, where this really well-dressed woman came and I asked her, how can I help you? And she tells me her story, which I won't share, but it really made me bite my tongue because I was guilty of such judgment. I think that's human nature. And, and it, was, it was such a difficult thing and I, re- and I realized it's worth the conversation. That's why we love our new location. We're really building, because we're really building community. There's space to chat with people. Right. No one is pushing us away. No one is saying we're crowding the sidewalk. Well, a few are. You were in front of the last stop, and now you're around the corner. Yeah, we're right? at 4670 Manhattan College Parkway. There's, we, uh, we, we, with just a team of volunteers, put wood chips in Dogwood Junction, so it's just spruced up the area. We clean it up every day. We have a donated water tank, so we wash the sidewalk. Somebody from the yeah. community. Oh, that's so nice. Yes. And I do think it's a bit more discreet for folks, like, yes. you know, like that may be embarrassed to come. and Absolutely, absolutely. It's a little bit more discreet. So, but really, it's yeah. in the conversations that take place. And for the three or four people who come by because it's there, and it's not going to waste. The food is not being wasted. Right. But it is a, it's a myth that they don't really need it. Remember the gentleman who said, do you think we need this in Riverdale? And I said to him, do you think people would line up if they didn't really need it. Exactly. So I, I, I really, it's, it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky I, I want to tell you a quick story about a, um, a paradigm shift that I had, and it, it shook me to my core. I remember watching a woman from a few feet back, watching a woman take a whole bunch of items out of the refrigerator, including two gallons of milk. And I remember thinking to myself, does she really need all of that? Does she really need all of that? And I was having that conversation with right. myself. And about three minutes later, I watched as she started to pick up two big bags and a teenage boy stepped in and picked up the big bag, and I realized it was her son. And he was probably anywhere from maybe 14 to 15. And we all know that when you're that age, you eat your parents out of house and home. Oh, absolutely. And she didn't have a job, and she was struggling so hard to make ends meet. And she had this teenager who was eating voraciously, not because he, it's because he's hungry. He's hungry. And to me, I told myself, be quiet. And right. I, and what Jeannie said, it's more about how can we get more? And how can we get more? Food. Yeah. I just think people, you know, they have this um, <clears throat> thought that people coming to the fridge or people coming to a food pantry, they're supposed to be dressed in like a potato sack. You know yes, what I mean? Like exactly. with their hair all strung out. No, like this, there is a, there is a pandemic, but the, we're in an emergency economic situation in the Bronx. Yes. The Bronx is the poorest borough. In New York City, it is the highest rate of uh, marginalized people, people of color, and people don't realize this. There's all shapes, sizes, and looks of people who are quote unquote in need. Yes. So please don't judge people. You know, you may see a man with a suit 
taking out uh, milk and a banana from the friendly fridge. Maybe that's the only thing he has. Maybe he just went on a job interview, got those clothes from another organization who was giving out clothes for Dress for Success, and went on this job interview and is starving. Like, please don't judge people. And, you know, I just, like, it, people judge all, all the time. I'm just like, I'm over it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The, the guy who was driving Alexis and two or three <clears throat> bystanders commented to me <clears throat> when I had the conversation with him, this guy is struggling to pay the lift fare. He's a driver. He's driving He's driving this Lexus. He's a driver, and he's really struggling with the payments, with the TLC uh, fees. Right. So they, everyone has a real story, and it's true, because like this one woman very early on said, I love coming to the friendly fridge. This is the one place that nobody asks me intrusive questions right. because hunger has no name. And she was so well, and she's on the street. She does not want to go into a shelter, but she's struggling in many different ways. And she was amazing when she said that. She said, and, I, and we learned so much. We've learned so much. We've unlearned so much. I'll never forget. You remember the Twin Peaks fire? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. When we were yes. all scrambling oh, like crazy. Gosh. So I, I helped. I redirected. There was a girl who was a victim of this, lost her family. Listen to this. Just I want people to know that sometimes not everything is what it seems. So she was on the news and she was wearing this like $600 winter jacket, mm-hmm. right? And people were commenting on social media, oh, why are we donating to this girl? She just, look at this code, it's worth $600, da, da, da. And the news reporter who found, like arrived on the scene, this girl lost everything and gave her her actual coat. And people are going on about this girl. Look <clears throat> at this. She, you know, Why I'm struggling and she has this coat. Why are we giving? You never know the reason or the whole entire story. So I think all of us collectively, you, you guys, myself, everybody, before you judge, just think, just think. We all can work on it a little bit. And, you know, I pray and hope that the person listening to this never has to rely on the friendly fridge or other community, you know. Um, but... You know, it, it, it is what it is. And what is your most interesting story of saving food? Because I know, I feel like you guys are like in superhero capes, flying to <laughs> Grand Concourse. Like, what's the furthest you've saved the food in your, your favorite story? We, we have so many favorite stories. We have many, many sad stories because I'll get all excited when I get a call because somebody has a lot and then it's like one banana. Oh, gosh. But it's fine. I don't know what's my favorite. Is it is this that concert? I don't know. There was a concert and the event planner had a contract from this, this singer, a famous rapper, I think Lil Nas. I'm not oh, cool. Oh, yeah, Lil Nas X. I'm, I remember I'm, I'm this. Not, I'm not cool. I, I'm not cool. So I don't know anything. I don't even know how to post. Anyhow, he... And so <laughs> Sarah she, is like mortified. And, and, and this, this, is, this is talk about community-based solutions. This woman is from the community. Right. From the Riverdale community, Christine Card calls us. Shout out. Yeah, and she has saved so much food, this woman. And I met her through Neighborhood House uh-huh. because I teach there. And we go there with drivers for five days a week and pick up all this beautiful, healthy food that we could repack and redirect. Radio City Music Hall. Radio City Music Hall. And it, it was, it, I don't know if he could ever do it again because the driving and the, that's the piece where we need more right. last mile delivery. But that was I, I like that. I don't know if I like just being cool. And even Nick was like, wow, you had radio signals. Like backstage pass. Like backstage. <laughs> but even the small uh, small parties, like today we are rescuing food from a two-year-old party that was catered. Today? Yes. And and she called us because she heard about us. And, she, and I said, we'll give you the Ziploc bag. She said, I got it. So after this, we're going to go get that. I really like that idea yeah. of like bringing out totally. the bags with the labels and the, yes, the we, branding. We don't need the plastic shells. We don't need a lot of plastic. We can, we've discovered a really nice, the one that Jerome makes the soup. I mean, the soup wagon. This guy makes a Yeah, Jerome from the soup, soup wagon is amazing. People line up Next time he makes that curry soup, you better let he me He made know. it last Friday. No, I want it. I want it. Go on Instagram. That soup is so good. So hey cool. Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> so Jerome McCabe cooks soup for the refrigerator every Friday, and he tried very hard to use uh, produce from the prior week. His Instagram is the soup wagon. The soup wagon. Yeah. An anonymous donor from Indiana, St. Joseph's uh, community, so, uh, uh, helped with a, a soup program, and um, it is unbelievable. His mother sent him this soup bible from Ireland. And initially it was like we were chicken soup we went vegan we went vegetarian for right. health outcomes mm-hmm. and it's been wonderful no he's great two years two years yeah there's another story that I, I 
I remember seeing it and I didn't realize the impact that it had until years later. So this was in 2021, just in the beginning of it. I happened to be at the refrigerator when it was still on Broadway. And I'm sitting there just hanging out and this guy comes walking to the refrigerator, opened it up and puts in a Burger King uh, cheeseburger uh-huh. and walked away. And then maybe 35 seconds later, a woman comes walking from the opposite direction, opens the refrigerator, sees the cheeseburger, picked it up and walked away, puts it in her purse, very well dressed, but you can tell she was pulling herself together. She goes up the stairs. So I didn't think about it. A couple of days later, I'm at the refrigerator again. I see the cheeseburger again. And I see the guy walking away. So a couple of days later, I see the same guy. And I asked him, I said, sir, can I ask you a question? What's with the cheeseburger? He said, oh, every day I get a, a cheeseburger from Burger King and I buy one, get one free. And I only need one. So he puts the actual one. I love that. Yeah. I love it. It's so, so from nice. From that day forward, for a few months, sometimes we would see a Burger King receipt. It just happened. He happened to drop it off by uh-huh. accident. Like but it's the idea of I don't need this one. That's so nice. So many. I mean, we could. Jeannie wants. You should write like a little book. Jeannie said write because sometimes I'll share with what happened on the day, and she says, "Mom, you guys should write about you it." You should. Remember, uh, she, she just got back, and she's like, "Something happened. We we're sharing some news." Before it used to be, "Oh my God, are you talking about the fridge again?" Because it's always. I, I mean, I would personally love a calendar with Clemens every I, month. <laughs> In a different... Um, wait, 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 wait. We have Larry. Clemens, if you're married, I'm so sorry, but we have this thing. We have people coming for Larry Levine. We Larry Levine. Kevin Kane for John. We've got all these... I, you got a bunch of hunks working at that fridge. <laughs> Jerome. <laughs> Jerome. <laughs> oh, yes, Jerome. Everybody asks me about Jerome, you know? And Jerome is single. He's going to kill us. He is single, right? He's single? So, ladies, oh if you are looking for a great guy who makes amazing food... Yeah. Jerome McCabe, he's gonna murder us. And, and people know we if we go kids. missing, Jerome McCabe did it. <laughs> it's, it's his soups, man. They're really good. They're and, really good. And he's he's amazing. He's amazing. Good sense of humor. Good looking guy. The whole the whole thing. He's gonna, really he's gonna be so mad. He's gonna be so bad. And a really cute Irish brogue. And he cuts our hair mutually. He cuts your he he's cuts a hair. Special barber down in Manhattan, fellas barber. He's yeah. Yeah. Okay. We gotta we gotta hook him up. You gotta do a pod. You could have him here. I want to have him here. Yeah. Once Selma Raven tells you to do something, you have to do it. So <laughs> she's laughing. Somebody called me a bulldozer. A bulldozer. I am not a bulldozer. No, I'm not. A bulldozer. Now, you. Okay. So I'm like I'm laughing because one story sticks in my head, and I have to say this. Okay. Thanksgiving. We do Friendsgiving oh, at the fridge. Crazy. We've done it two years in a row where the local restaurants donate trays and we feed like hundreds of people on the street on Thanksgiving. So I pull up last Thanksgiving, 2022, and there's a line. And there's this older man and he's just screaming, just screaming at Selma, right? And like, I'm like pulling up like Mother Teresa with the cans and all that stuff. And he's like cursing you out, like, and he's like, go back to where you came from. And all of a sudden, my mind just went back, because I'm from 238th Street, I'll throw down. And I was just like, I'm about to F this guy up. How dare he on Thanksgiving speak to you? Why do people get so aggressive? I, you know what it is? I think they personalize when you tell them, please wait a minute, wait 10 <laughs> minutes. I think that's what it is. I didn't have to pull out my knife on that day, but I told them you're being a space invader. I can't remember which incident it was. Oh man, he was, was just like, going after you and like racist oh, things. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, oh, oh my we, God. And, he, and guess what? Oh, I know exactly who it was. Guess what? He what? still comes every day to the fridge. He still has the same narrative, but he's, but at the end of this narrative now, Last week, he's like, Selma, do you want a cup of coffee? I'm like, yeah, black, just black coffee. I think, I think a lot of shame is, is in picking up food. A lot of anti-immigrant stuff going on. It's, it's, it's personalized, but now that they've realized this is not our food, everyone is welcome. But when we ask you to wait because we want to organize it. You have to understand their crowd control, safety, you know, you have to understand this. We've had some hairy incidents at the fridge. Hairy. Nothing, nothing that you can't, um, you know, really... What's the weirdest donation you've ever gotten? Like, no donation's weird, but like a thousand, like, I don't know. We've had some really weird stuff. The one time <laughs> we had someone put in a bottle of... Uh, wine. Wine. And I'm like, huh. No alcohol at the fridge, but this looks good here. But no, we removed that. I don't know. We've had some... Which one? We, we did get, of? this wasn't a food donation. This was, um, this was during the pandemic and it, we still have it. I, it was an older gentleman 
We don't know who it was. Okay. Dropped off an envelope oh, with three man. or four seashells in it. Seashells. Oh. Seashells. And he wrote a note and said, I don't have anything to donate or food, but I wanted to give someone something to uh, play with in case they get anxious or nervous. Oh, that's so nice. It was, yeah. yeah. And it, it was just so sweet. It took both of us back, like, wow. But when you think about the perspective of someone who's experiencing the pandemic and the isolation of their living room or their living Absolutely. space, and he just wanted to share something that would help someone else, you know, have something to fiddle with. Absolutely. Yeah. It and was that, adorable. So many of these notes, even the third graders from Riverdale Country, they hand wrote these beautiful notes. They donate their microgreens to the fridge, and they have all these questions to ask where do you get the food from who needs it They've, I mean we have a community that is amazing um, I, I must say though Laura people are still asking me about Thanksgiving they're like is Four Bronx going to do that again for Christmas we didn't have that uh-huh. for the holiday but but people are still asking about that was well listen it's feast. it's the local restaurant yeah. it's the do restaurant we have another day coming up where we can make up another big Mother's Day that yeah. You're like, no, yeah, now. Yeah. Easter Sunday, I don't know. Yeah, some some holiday that's neutral. I think Thanksgiving. Valentine's. That holiday, we call it a fridge giving, right? The friends but, giving um, at the fridge. We, we got letters about that, too. Did you really? We got notes. Yeah, yeah no, the restaurants were over the top this year. They really were, weren't they? This is all community. I want to shout out a few. I mean, Liebman's. You've all from Lee. Yes. I mean, he donated like a hundred chickens and was like going crazy the day before with these friggin' chickens. Even those pies. The pie, the Bla- Steve from Blackstone the donated so much. Tin Marin, the Every- chicken. Oh my God, I wish you could name them. We did, we, we posted them. I should say, I should not say we because I don't know how to post, but uh, Sarah... We had so many Frida's Tacos, Riverdale Steakhouse, Tortoise and the Hare. I mean, EJ's Bakery. I mean, I don't want to leave anybody out, but... You you end up leaving people out, but we... we Everybody. It was just a collective thing. It was on Tobala. Yeah, oh my gosh. It was un-friggin' believable. It was such good food. It was such good food, too. Yeah. And and for context, the people that come to the refrigerator and think of fish giving... Yeah, there are definitely families. We have a lot of families right now that are struggling with, you know, day-to-day meals. So that was just an added bonus. But we also have a lot of people who are living in SROs, which are single-room occupancies. Right. Yeah. We have a lot of homeless people, houseless people who, you know, they, it could be a permanent thing for them. It could be a week-by-week week thing. But the looks on their faces yeah. as they got that hot steaming food, food right. tasty, that was lovingly yeah. prepared by all of our community partners. It was community partners. It was community amazing. Partners. That yeah. was amazing. And Laura, you organized it, so thank you. Thank you, but and if now, the restaurant... but if every the year, I'm stuck year. with this now. No, I love it. I love you're it. Stuck with so this. people don't know this about me. Um, I don't know. My dad was actually homeless. He, my dad's a disabled veteran. When I was a kid, my grandparents and my mother raised me, but he was in and out of homelessness uh, through the VA. So this is where I get my spark and, um, you know, I just want to share that because we all have a reason. You know, Michael is your reason for doing this. Growing up in a single, yeah. Sarah, you grew up in a single? Yeah, single um, coupon every weekend. Oh, I love, like, you know what? Coupons. I love coupons. I wish we had coupons again. <laughs> right? That was some fun. I remember my mother we used to stand in that checkout line driving everybody crazy with these freaking coupons. Yeah, Double right. coupons. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> now we got coupons. They have nothing. Oh, they have nothing now. <laughs> I remember I used to go to Rite Aid on 238th Street. You put your phone number in and money would come. You go get nothing anymore if you don't even have Rite Aid we have no Rite Aid they, no so, Rite Aid. they took it away from us yeah no we've got to keep going with this movement uh, and like sure. especially with the elderly if you're on a fixed income right and like the prices of the groceries in the stores are outrageous yeah how are they like is the bulk of your people like uh, major- elderly yeah we have that breaks my heart we have so many seniors and the working poor people who have full-time jobs who can't stand in the line for a pantry they are struggling in a way and they're still and and it's not like oh she didn't pull herself up by her bootstraps it's real it's real it's we real talked. it's really real and and so i think the seniors break my heart the most and we are trying to connect them to community services in the neighborhood because so. like think about it right minimum wage is it still 15 um, no, is it 15? I think it is 16. I think it's 15. It may have yeah. gone up, no, but let's just say for argument's sake, it's 15. 15, you work 40 hours. Jobs do not give 40 hours anymore. No. Right? But let's just say for argument's sake, 40 hours a week. You're making 600 before taxes. What is it after taxes? Angie's payroll. What is it? What are you it's taking home? 470-ish. 470 wow. a week and times four. Card. It's 1880 a month. Okay. Can you find a rent 
no. in New York City if you're no, a single woman? Great, yeah. 1880 a month, right? How are you supposed to survive? Let's say your rent is 1600 not including cable, phone, anything, transportation. You are left with $280 after you pay your rent unless, to survive. Unless say you work a full week. Let's say you have a doctor's appointment. Let's say you have to go take an hour off and go see Do- exactly. your t-shirt. Yes. There, there are so many factors that come into play on a week by week. This is what people don't understand. No, they don't. No, no, they they really don't. And in my opinion, the people who make these opinions and put it like, they've never been in this position. No. No. Because if they were, they'd be a little bit more, you know, considerate considerate and kind. We have gotten less and less of of the negativity uh, but I think we're not focusing on that anymore. No. I think we've learned so much in three years. We spent so much energy questioning, why would anyone give us such a hard time? But three years later, we are seeing so much good. Like There's so much good, yes. Remember the Reader's Digest had that article about Riverdale being one of the best communities? And yes, people have issues with pieces of it, but I have to say, it's, it's just... Um, I, I don't know what word to use, but the people that show up every day, not just our, not just us, the volunteers, but everyone in this community, you know, really showing up, bringing food, offering help. We still need help with sanitation, but other than that, a lot of good stuff. I was happening. told something by Abigail Martin. You know her? Yes, yes. She, yeah, so she's our district leader. Um, she said to me, because I get a lot of backlash too with the okay. work we you may think that these voices that are against you are the majority, but they're not the majority. They're, they're the loudest. Oh, I like that. And she said this to me like a year ago, and I carry, every time I carry it. Let but me, listen, I need some good tea, so we're going to have to talk about this Riverdale Facebook group, okay? Oh. We're going to have to talk about this, okay? Really? Yes, I love it. Well, I'm glad I don't know. I don't go on Facebook. Oh. Thank God you're not on it, Selma. You'd freaking blow the group out. <laughs> Sarah, what are your words to folks who are not so nice about the friendly fridge? Uh, that's a great question. So I tell Thelma, whenever I see comment on Facebook, I don't respond to them, I don't engage. Right. But some, some of these voices, they are the loudest, but I look at it as a continuum, and I think about what do people need to hear? What kind of questions do they have that they're not saying out loud? And so I try to find a way to address those concerns. One of the most ridiculous, but historically, semi-accurate question that came up with was what happened if a child gets locked into a refrigerator? On if the a child gets locked in a refrigerator? That was one of the conversations that happened on Facebook. And the concern <laughs> was that a child was going to walk up to the refrigerator, mm-hmm. get inside, and lock himself into it. Now, there is, hilariously enough, some historical context, because back in the 1930s or even, <laughs> you could get locked into a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. So I just simply said, we don't need to worry about that because refrigerators don't auto-lock, especially not this one. That was one of them. Uh-huh. Another question <laughs> is, what if someone walks up to the refrigerator and puts poisonous food in there? Well... I was going to ask you this, like yeah, your safety. That, that yeah. is a concern. That is a concern. That's why we have volunteers there. That's why we have the Bill Emerson um, Act, which helped you... It, it basically keeps you free from liability. Okay. So if you walk up to the refrigerator and you donate food and someone else gets sick, which within the three, three and a half years that we've been up, we've never, never Nobody's ever done, gotten sick. Ever. We're ever. very particular about donors. Yeah. So that kind of answered that question. Okay. So what kind of, can I cough? What kind of jerk? That's all right. Yeah. And put poisonous food. And if that happened, then we have an issue, but it's never happened. So if you're concerned or you need something to eat, do not. Nothing has ever happened, knock on wood, at this fridge. I'm telling you, these women are gangsters. Like, no one is crossing them. Yeah. Well, no, we were vandalized, but that also... You were vandalized, but like that you... That's not, not even worth discussing. Right. Was somebody disgruntled. But um, you're right. But you didn't just say that for the Facebook thing. Remember when we used to get those comments? She said, thank God, Selma, you don't know how to post because you were shut down with your... your You'd be shut down. <laughs> Oh and even, even Nick said, he said, Mom, please don't respond. Your, your son, you, your... Yeah. Because <laughs> I would just say the most politically incorrect thing ever, and that would be the Your end. kids are so gorgeous, Selma, by the way, my God. <laughs> Aren't they? They're so... They are. No, they've been really big supporters. In, in, initially, they would laugh at it. And how tall are you? I'm five. And how, um, tall, and how tall is your son? Six, four. Oh, my God. He got it from Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. 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 No, so, no, no, they are very supportive. And, yeah. and part of it is definitely a homage to Michael because he cares so much about food. And it's also a homage to Thelma. You know, we were laughing earlier about Thelma 
handling a situation where a man was very, very, very upset and having some feeling that the refrigerator. But for context, Thelma is a uh, special education teacher, a okay. teacher for a three and four year old. So you'll often hear her using language at the refrigerator <laughs> that you would in the classroom. So you'll see someone come to the refrigerator, throw <laughs> some attitude, and you will literally hear Thelma say, you need to walk away and take some space, and when you're ready to talk, we can talk. And you'll see, <laughs> you will see a large man uh-huh. momentarily stop, look at her like, what just happened? <laughs> and he, she defuses the situation with yeah. her words. But what listen, but listen, Selma, I know you give yourself a hard time because you're so direct and you're, you know, we need more Selma Ravens because you are so real and so to the point. And trust me when I tell you, working with other people, like it's all like, like all fake. You are the real friggin' deal, sister. She really but, is. but I have zero friends and zero posts. It's okay. We're your friends. <laughs> So if for people that don't know, you guys are actually a couple. You're together. Yes. How long have you been together? So we have we will have been married four years this year. Oh wow. Yeah. Yes. Our anniversary is October fourth. October fourth. Yeah. Four years. Four Bronx. Oh, I love it. Twenty twenty four. It's our year. Yeah, this, this is the year. Judy said that too. She said, Mom, this year it's going to be easier. Because we sometimes feel like, wow, we are so exhausted. Because you get burned out. We get really burned out of late. I'm getting old. I'm, 50, I'm going to be 58, right? Mm-hmm. Or 57, 58. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So I think, I think we are now working smarter, but we feel this is going to be a good year. I think. I do too. I feel, I, I feel, I feel. Um, now you do a lot of work with the migrants as well yes. in the shelter. In, in the Van Cortlandt Motel, yes, now yes, it's been turned into a shelter. Yes, it has. What yes. is needed for these? My, how many? How many families are there? Right now, we have uh, <clears throat> we have forty one families, uh, but but of late, some are leaving. Which you know, with the new new sixty day thing, they're getting panicky. Uh, I think uh, there's going to be a really good resource fair with Gustavo Rivera coming up February fourth at the neighborhood house. February fourth. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. Number. There's four. a lot of four. Yes. Oh wow. I'm sorry. We're, I'm wow. crazy. I know. I didn't. Even I'm think obsessed with the number four, obviously. Maybe so. But no. Uh, so so we are looking to. We now have learned. We, you can't save everyone. You support people in the best way we can. Yeah. We are. Um, we got involved, and we are still continuously involved. We actually places like Tierney's. Every night we take their food and take it to the shelter. Oh yes, Tierney's like, is another huge. Community let me advocate. tell you, every night and the, and the shout kids, out Sarah Noreen. The, the kids wait there for the food. Kevin brings it there. It's hot. It's steaming. It's delicious, and it's not going to waste. If more places could do that, mm-hmm. unbelievably. I mean, just the landfill and hunger. But um, I think right now the biggest need is um, resources for legal issues. We don't have the answers. I don't even have the language. So I'm always with Google Translate. And right now, uh, we need that. And I think the resource fair that uh, Neighborhood Gustavo is going to do is going to help a lot. We don't need more, we, we don't need just coats. We need someone to answer their questions. What's happening next? How do we get this? What what are this paperwork is like fourteen pages long? How, what can we do? And neighborhood house is going to be doing a dental clinic and a medical clinic and that kind of information. Good stuff. So really I'm good really stuff. One, one uh, small piece of information that dawned on me when someone said it to me, and I realized this could be a real barrier. So many people are getting their paper to work, but they don't have references. So do you, do you hire this person, do you hire this man or woman to do work with you when you don't know, you don't have their history? And also there's no background check like there would be for exactly. us. Exactly. exactly. It's just a lot of obstacles. Exactly. A- so we have a couple, of, we have a few migrants that are ho- coming to the refrigerator that help us. And they help it on a day-to-day basis. So they, they need help hard. themselves, and they're helping. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you find the most generosity with people who have been there, are going through it. Yes. Unbelievable. Speaking of that, you uh-huh. asked for stories earlier. I cannot tell you how many times, and I know she can say the same yeah. thing. You'll see at the refrigerator, you'll see a houseless man taking a few sandwiches, and it's a laugh. Another man walks up, or another woman walks up, and he said, oh, I have one. And he'll take it out of his bag and give her an extra Aww. sandwich, give him an yeah. extra sandwich. So many good the, things. The kindness is... The kindness. Yeah. yeah. The kindness always will overpower and outweigh the nasty mm-hmm. negativity. Yes. Yeah. So we just have to keep forward in a positive. Now, let's talk about the most important thing. Y'all need funding. Y'all need donations. We yeah. need to, like, really expand this friendly fridge in 2024. So... What is going on? Like, how can people donate? You know, what is needed? Do you need a grant writer? Do you need anyone to volunteer? Like, what are things that are needed for this foundation? So I'm stepping back from my job even more so to learn more about grant writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's 
And I want to work with other grant writers to learn how does it work? What are the, the best practices? How do, how do you do it in an effective way? Because I know the story best. Someone knows the story best. We know the material best. We know the, the context best. But we need help. Putting it on paper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to go back to the numbers that you read earlier. We just got the most amazing um, opportunity, Laura. This is, we've been do, trying to get this for three and a half years. There's an organization called Sharing Access. They're based out of Philadelphia. Okay. And they started there, and what they did was partner up with the Philadelphia Wholesale Market. Now they've made inroads to the Hunt Point Market. We are now getting four to five pallets every Thursday. Yeah, thousand, from Hunt Point. Thousand a pound Good of vegetables. vegetables. From the produce market. Yes. From the produce market. Oh, so we're I know you wanted that for so oh long. Oh my God, I'd be like, ah. oh my God. People are sick of me writing to them and calling them at three. They're like, let's just give her this damn fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we have, no, to, pay for, we have to pay for the transportation of that. They pay for it. No, we yeah, have you to. have That's to. Yeah, and so we need help with that. We need okay. help with paying for sanitation. We need help for paying for um, uh, gas and tolls. Th- that all cost money. Right. We would love to give those dedicated uh, volunteers that you were talking about right. earlier a small stipend. Absolutely. Because they, they show up. Don't you feel bad? So much? I, I, I yeah. do, and I, I really, I really, see, my my whole idea, not mine, but the, what works is we can't depend on volunteer labor. We can't. We, I mean, we are because there's no way out of it but really creating jobs takes yeah. you out of hunger hunger is hunger in america hunger in the bronx is not because we don't have enough food we're throwing food out we don't have living wage jobs for people to buy food right or, or live in a way that's just decent uh so i think my huge thing is hopefully by 2024 we have grants or money that we can pay people buy their metro cards buy just just keep this movement more sustainable. Just to sustain, right. yeah. And unfortunately, with the grant writing, I know Sarah is going to do incredible, because that's what we need now, just grants. And even though I'm not about metrics, it's not about how many, you know, 10,000 pounds of food, we do have to play that game. For me, it's about health outcomes. Uh-huh. It's not output, it's outcome. We need healthy Bronx. We, the other day with the Hunts Point delivery, this young man says, wow, I'm gonna be juicing every day because of this fridge. Look at all this. And I, we were so excited and I'm hearing that more and more. So, so I think getting grants, getting it moving with, in that direction is gonna be, be a big 2024. And one quick shout out, Van Colen Track Club. Okay. They're gonna be fundraising, they're gonna be putting out a race. They're gonna call it Let Us Run. Lettuce. Oh, lettuce. Like lettuce. That's so cute. Lettuce run. And and so we are uh, maybe raise some funds for that and maybe get a tiny spot or uh, um, what's the thing called? If you can't afford a a building. A container. A container that, you know, a pressure uh, um, temperature control container where we can have a little space there. Right, right. For for storage. Yeah. Oh, that's so so great. That's really, really great. I don't know if you answered your question or we rambled off. No, it's okay. But if if somebody wants to make a personal donation or they want to become involved in the Friendly Fridge, how do they reach out to you guys? So you can go to the website, which is friendlyfridgefoundation.org. And there is a space in there to donate. It's on the donate page, or actually, it's on the take action page. And there's a variety of ways to donate, or you can just reach out and talk with Thelma about making a direct donation. It's all tax deductible. We have you are five hundred one c three. Yeah, and you get a receipt automatically. We, okay, would, I- we would love to find someone who works for a company that would match donation. That would okay, be incredible. We've not figured that out. No. And also, we are really starting this new plan where we've hit up the larger companies for prepared meals. And apart from Migrant Kitchen Initiative, no one else has been able to help us. They give us 250 prepared, delicious meals once a month. Uh-huh. We need it three times a week. And now a local deli is making us, he made it for us for the holiday, rice, chicken, and broccoli at a very low price. So we're trying to figure out how we can get those meals. And people can go and buy a meal, which is going to create a QR code, and donate it for towards one of those donated meals. Like the Bomba socks. Right. And this will be community-based. I don't have to go to Brooklyn to get it. Right. We'll do it right and in And that's been your plan for a very oh long God. time, to get this money, get this donation, so that you can get these meals from local businesses Absolutely. to keep them. Because local businesses 
businesses are really suffering. Yes. So it's a win-win situation for our local community. Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. I think if anyone's listening to this, if you have any connections with any of these big companies, if you know how to write grants, if you, you know, anything like this, please, please, please reach out to Friendly Fridge and try to help. You know, I think everyone can be a community advocate in any way. Absolutely. Even if it's just leading. My cousin works at this wholesale market. Let me ask him. Yes. Just anything like yes. that. Or give give us some of the contracts. You give Leche Miel, give Santa Fe, give one of the local restaurants a contract where <clears throat> they're supplying the migrant meals. Why are we getting it from Brooklyn? Right. Give it, do it locally. Yeah. We are capable of that. We are very capable you know, of 10471, that. You know, 10471, 10463, around here. That's where yeah. we need food from. Is there anything else that you would like the 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 listener to know about you guys? Many people thank us for what we do. We are grateful. We've, we've all together created the space together as a community that is really um, not only keeping Michael's memory alive, but just uh, is really doing something crucial, I think. So I'm, I, I really, I don't have anything profound except that gratitude. Right. Tell us about these amazing tote bags that you have. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. She brought the tote bag. So explain what it is. How do we get one? Uh, Yeah, you you explain it. We were really super excited. We got them all the way from Tanzania. But you you describe it because we didn't really sell them, right? So so Summer is from Tanzania. Her family is from Tanzania. And every year, her sister comes to visit and she brings these amazing yoga bags. And it's just basically a drawstring bag with bright, colorful prints on it. And one day I asked her uh, about the, the label and she said, you know what, I think I can have the Friendly Fridge logo put yeah. on it, which is a fit with a Karen in it. Uh, they, um, as a shout out to the Black Panther. And so she went back to Tanzania and had a sample drawn up and showed it to us. And it is just beautiful. It is a really nice bag. Yeah. And so we're... I want one. I mean, you would never see me doing yoga. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Actually, you probably would want to see it because it'd be like a freaking disaster. I just carried everywhere. But no. (laughs) We had a whole bunch of bags made and we're giving them to people who make substantial donations. So how much do we have to donate to get one of these bags? 125. 125. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but... Yeah, not many people bought them, right? Well, no. maybe we'll change that. Let's be positive. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. How many, how many do you okay. have? We, we, we got, how many do we have left? We got 60 left? Yeah. Oh, yeah. now we got some donations, so we'll send those out. Yeah. And yeah. The, the, the proceeds from purchasing those bags are going to pay a scholarship for a young woman who is in medical school where her sister works. Her sister's oh, an OBGYN oh, in Tanzania. Oh, so I love the that. All are yeah. going directly towards I love that. helping someone. Yeah. And, helping. and you don't have to do yoga to have the bag. I mean, I'm going to take my bag to the Chinese buffet. Yeah, I, take I, my I, I, I take it everywhere. <laughs> thank you, Laura. Yes, <laughs> So um, I want to thank you so much for coming. Give your pitch one more time. Where do we find you? Your website, your social? You do that. The uh, website is the friendly, uh, FriendlyFridgeFoundation.org. The social is TheFriendlyFridgeBX, which is um, Instagram. And we also have FriendlyFridgeBX on Facebook. All right. Well, I thank you so much for coming and thank you so much for being community partners and doing all things community and really providing hope and a service to members here that otherwise would go hungry. So your job is very, very important. And we're going to expand this. I feel like this is the year of the friendly fridge. So sending good energy and good vibes. Thank you. Thank Thank you for having us. And we have to say thank you right back to you for being such an amazing partner. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. You guys are the real deal, and I really respect you, and I love you, and thank you so much. And until next time, community. Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laurafourbronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.